and welcome to another episode of Facts Matter. I'm here with Bob Schneider, Senior Research Associate at the Citizens Research Council of Michigan. Bob, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Monique. Oh, perfect. Glad to hear that, Bob. So you wrote a piece uh, about a week ago just about the state revenue picture and the opportunities that, that it could bring for the fiscal year of 2023 and its budget. Can you just give a little background information on the piece that you wrote? Yeah, so uh, in January, just a few weeks ago, um, state economists get together as they do a couple times a year to do revenue projections, and, and those revenue projections sort of are, uh, um, you know, shape the amount of revenue that can be spent in the in, in the state budget that's going to be introduced. Governor Whitmer will very likely in the next couple weeks. Um, unveil her fiscal year 2023 budget proposal. And the news was great. Um, once again, as it has been for several of these conferences in a row, in particular, our general fund revenue, which is our discretionary revenue, um, that's kind of the, 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 the uh, you know, which drives, you know, 95% of budget decisions um, is up significantly. We have $3.1 billion in extra revenue from that forecast across um, fiscal year 2021, which just ended. We had more than we expected in the year that just ended. We have uh, more, ex uh, we're expecting more in the year that we're in right now, fiscal year 2022, and then even more in fiscal year 2023. So $3 billion in extra revenue that now is available to be budgeted um, you know, in the future. And um, that will, you know, we, we did some analysis of um, some of that is one-time revenue. Some, you know, you, you can't add something about, uh, about three and a half billion we have in kind of one-time revenue that, um, you know, you can't build that into permanent programs because once the, once the balance goes away, you don't have any more revenue and, and you got to cut the things that you, that you just started. But the, the other important thing about the revenue picture that, that folks should understand is there is about a billion dollars um, in available resources on a permanent basis. So, and that's a lot of, that's, that's a lot of money. That's, you know, close to 10% of the general fund. So there will be room to add a lot to the budget, um, you know, or there's a lot of talk in Lansing now about tax cuts and that's another avenue they could go um, to reduce the income tax, increase the earned income tax credit and some of the things that are being talked about. But we have a billion dollars in room to do something, add this, you know, investments for state programs, tax relief, um, and that will drive, you know, all those conversations for the next several months as the budget gets um, discussed. And that's really good. It's really good to have that kind of revenue around, especially to allocate it towards the things that Michigan really needs. Yep. And just based on your research, Bob, like how do you think that this money will be allocated or what will be wise for, uh, what will be some wise spending for this, this revenue to be allocated? Right. So one of the things we pointed out that you you, you saw on the blog is is you know we our revenue growth is really is looking real strong, looking real good now, very positive news. But what people I think often forget is we went through about twenty years between the beginning of the century to about twenty you know two thousand to about twenty twenty, where our general fund revenue that's so important to you know to so many programs was completely flat. In fact, it went way down as the state had a very difficult first 10 years of this decade uh, of this century economically it started to recover but in 2020 
our general fund revenue, not adjusted for inflation, the actual dollars was about the same as it was in 2000. For, so for 20 years, we had no growth. And during that time, we had to cut a lot. We did a lot of significant budget cutting to kind of live within our means with the revenue that we had. Um, so, you know, where could we make investments to sort of relook at those cuts that we had to make? I don't think anybody was happy making them, but we, you know, we had to, we had to live with the general fund resources that we had at that time. Um, higher education, it got cut real significantly, um, you know, in about 2012 in particular, we took a big cut to higher education and general fund is a big is a big finance source for our, our state universities. Um, we are we are still down about 5% in terms of state funding for university operations. We're still 5% down today compared to where we were 20 years ago um, because of that, that, that tough 20-year period that we endured. Another area is, is local revenue sharing. If we look at revenue sharing to cities, villages, and townships, we're still 15 or 20% below where we were maybe 20 years ago before, before we had the hard times. And, uh, you know, that's real significant. Uh, and, and local units, you know, we have a lot of local units that are struggling. You know, another social services is another area. It's a big, uh, it's a big uh, set of programs that, that use a lot of general fund revenue. Behavioral health services would be another area I would point to where, you know, 2009, 2010, 2011, we took some pretty significant cuts to our non-Medicaid behavioral health program. So folks who are on Medicaid get behavioral health services, but there are a lot of uh, low-income uh, households um, that don't qualify for Medicaid, who rely on that non-Medicaid program. And that took some significant cuts, you know, again, 10, 10, 12 years ago. And we're still down in that area compared to where we were historically. So uh, there are a lot of good areas that I, th I think I think this money, this billion dollars, really gives the state an opportunity for the first time in a long time to look back at those tough choices we made back you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and, and maybe begin to reinvest in, in some of those things that, as you say, um, you know, are important, I think, to Michiganders. That's really good, because even considering that the Michigan was in a single state recession a few years back, that took a toll on Michigan employment, yep. public sector, a lot of different areas. And I just want to talk about, you mentioned in your blog about education. So we did another blog a couple of weeks ago about the education, but how important is this revenue forecast projection on the school aid fund? Yeah, so we, we um, you know, Craig Thiel, our research director, did a blog on that, uh, I think just a few few days before um, uh, my, uh, my blog came out. So the, the school aid fund revenues are also looking real positive. Now we've made, we've made some significant investments recently in, in K-12 to, to help, uh, you know, under Proposal A, the, the, the funding gap between, um, um, uh, you know, high uh, uh, districts with high foundation allowances and, and those with the lower foundation allowances ha has largely been mitigated now. We've been able to bring everybody up um, to the same uh, foundation allowance. The, the forecast was real positive for school aid fund as well. So that growth will help us maintain that, um, I think, over time. And we, you know, we have big fund balances, both for the general fund and for the school aid fund that, uh, that allow us to do some one-time things too. So the general fund forecast was really positive. 
as Craig as Craig noted in his blog, the uh, the school aid fund uh, forecast is also really positive. If I remember right, I I think we still we have close to a billion dollars in sort of ongoing revenue growth that we can invest um, uh, as as the governor and legislature see fit in K twelve education too. Whether that's raising the foundation allowance, whether that's investing in um, at risk grants for 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 districts that have students who who may need more support. Definitely, Bob. And is there anything else that you would like to explain to the listeners about your your piece? Yeah, I I think the other thing we you know we talked about um, we talked about the general fund and and the fact that we had twenty years of real hard times with the general fund that by twenty twenty we had basically just recovered all the losses that we had 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 pushed on us over uh, over over the prior twenty years. So we were right back at the level we were in twenty twenty. Uh, you know, growth in that general fund is expected to continue to go up, which is a great thing for Michigan. I guess I would just note one more thing that I think surprises a lot of people is once, uh, you know, even with all this growth, and if we look out to the end of the forecast horizon that the economists use through 2024, even with the growth we see where we're going to be above that 2020 level, if we adjust for inflation, we're still down about 20% from where we were, you know, back at the beginning of the millennium, back at the beginning of the century. So times are really good for the general fund, but, you know, we still really haven't completely climbed out of that hole from, as you said, the single state recession and the really, the really trying times we had for a couple decades here in Michigan, you know, at the beginning of the century. And just one more question for you, Bob. <clears throat> Do you think that with the opportunities with this uh, 2023 fiscal year budget, do you think that it could provide a good starting point to get us back to a good place? Not to say we're not in a bad, a good place right now, but just to get us as a state in a better place financially. Yeah, that, I mean, definitely. I think the state is is already in a, in a, um, in a good place financially in terms of having revenue, both, you know, one-time revenue and ongoing revenue. And yeah, the, I think again, this probably really gives the state a, a, a billion dollars that could be invested in higher education. It could be invested in you know those non-Medicaid behavioral health services we talked about in uh, in revenue sharing to help locals who local units of government who who may still be struggling a bit post Great Recession. So yes, we, you know, I think this is, and this is, this is a unique year in that I, I think the amount of revenue really gives us the first real opportunity in a long time to start to look back at, at doing that. And there will be a lot of calls and, and tax cuts aren't bad, but there'll be a lot of calls for cutting taxes. The, the lawmakers and the governor should think, should think back over those 20 years though, and say, what holes do we need to fill? Because there are some that we talked about today. Absolutely. And it's really exciting to be able to look forward to new things here in Michigan. Thank you so much, Bob, for your time. That's all for this episode of Facts Matter. Thank you so much for joining me, Bob. Um, Until next time. Thanks so much. 